This is the Relic Radio Show, old-time radio entertainment still standing the test of time from RelicRadio.com. This is the Relic Radio Show, back this Tuesday with another hour of radio drama. We'll begin the show this week with Box 13 and Killer at Large, their story from June 16, 1949. That's followed up by The Saint and The Girl with the Lower Birth. That episode first aired June 3rd, 1951. Box 13, with the star of Paramount Pictures, Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Box 13, care of the Star Times. If $50,000 is of any interest to you, come to see me. If it's adventure you want, this is it. Because I want you to kill me. At present, my address is 756 South Marvin Boulevard. Please come alone. And don't tell anyone about this. My address is 756 South Marvin Boulevard. Please come alone. And don't tell anyone about this letter. Simon Andrews. The letter was dated two days before I received it. And this was one time I wished sleet or snow or winds or anything had delayed the swift courier on his route. And now back to Box 13 and Dan Holliday's latest adventure, Killer at Large. This was written two days ago, Mr. Holliday. I know it, Susan. A- and you were out of town, so I couldn't get in touch with you. Well, it wouldn't have made any difference. I couldn't have made it back in time anyway. Gee, you're not going to follow up this letter, are you? It's obviously the work of a handle. A what? You know, uh, one of those persons who writes letters and things. Oh, a crank. Oh, but you're not going. I sure am, Susan. Oh, no, you wouldn't kill him. Oh, of course not. But I do want to know why Mr. Andrews wants himself killed. And I'm going to try and talk him out of it. The fact that I hadn't received the letter for two days had me worried. A lot of things can happen in two days. So I went to the address of Mr. Simon Andrews. It was night. There wasn't a light in the big house. I walked up the front stairs, punched the doorbell, and heard it ring inside. Want somebody in there, bud? Huh? Where did you come from? Never mind where I came from. The point is, where do you think you're going? I was going inside, if the door opens. Step back away from that door. With your hands up. What's the idea? It's not an idea, bud. It's a reality. Awful real. Go on. Step away and keep your hands up. After you. Thank you. Straight ahead. Go on. I'd still like to know what the score is. About ten to zero, and you're carrying the short end. Keep going, and stop at that door to the right. Get away from it. Holy, what's this? 
This is something that I picked up on the front steps, Mr. Andrews. Bring him over here. Was it you who rang the bell? That's my usual way of getting into houses. Who are you? What do you want? You're Simon Andrews? Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. I said, who are you? My name is Holliday. Dan Holliday. Well, that means nothing. What'll I do with him, Mr. Andrews? Wait a minute, Torling. Holliday, what did you want here? I came here to kill you. Hey! Watch him, Torling. Oh, at your own request, Mr. Andrews. Look. Keep your hands away from your pockets. Wait a minute. Let's see what you got in there. Go ahead. No gun. No knife. I don't understand. That makes three of us. A nice, cozy group. <laughs> Here, I was going to give you this letter. I think you wrote it. Yes. I wrote this. You... You're box 13. Yes, I am. It's all right, Torling. Leave us alone. Huh? You sure it's all right? Yes, yes. Go on. Go back to your post. Oh, sure. I'll be right outside the window. Now, Mr. Andrews, what gives? Uh, I'm sorry, Holiday, but I'm afraid. Afraid of what? Of being killed. For a man who wanted to be killed, you're doing a lot of unnecessary work. Why didn't you come when you got the letter? I was out of town for a couple of days. Oh, I... Please, sit, sit down. Would you like a drink? No, thanks. I'll have one. You mind? <laughs> Go right ahead. It's your house. When I wrote that letter, I, I wanted to be killed. Why? Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know, but... Uh... I was sick of living, just sick of it. Can you understand that? Not yet. I like to see flowers and bees and birds. <laughs> You're younger than I. Anyway, I... It was a kind of a morbid thrill, thinking that someone was after me, going to kill me. Did you really think I'd do it? I didn't know. I took the chance. <laughs> well, don't worry. My only reason for coming here tonight was to see what prompted this letter. And to talk you out of it, if possible. I wish you'd come two days ago. Why? I, I want to live now. I've, I've met someone, and I want to live. Well, go right ahead. I have already paid someone to kill me. You... You what? You're crazy. Not now. I was. You can't be serious. I am. I tell you, someone is going to kill me. Someone I paid $25,000 to do it. I don't know who, I don't know when or where, but he's going to kill me. You're a fool. Go to the police. I can't. Your life depends on it. I know, but I can't go. If I do, there'll be no variety. I wouldn't have cared before, but I can't let that happen now. You know, I've met some strange people through my ad in the Star Times. But if you want the trophy, there'll be no argument. Put it on your mantle. Don't joke. I'm not. You got yourself into this. Now get out. Maybe, maybe you can help. Sure, maybe you can. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Look, I'll pay you whatever you want. I can afford it. Oh, sure, if you can afford $25,000 to get yourself killed, you can pay more to stay alive. That's it. But not to me. Look, Andrews, all you have to do is call off the deal. Let the killer keep the money, but call it off. Don't you think I've thought of that? Then what's the matter? You didn't read this newspaper, did you? No, Why? Look at the headline. Benny Franklin slain. Big shot of gambling syndicate killed in underworld slain. <laughs> so, who cries about this? Franklin was the man to whom I paid the money. I paid him to find someone to kill me. Well, well, well. You really locked the door on yourself, didn't you? Do something. Oh, huh? just like that. Huh? Franklin was the only man who knew about our, our deal. I paid him in cash. What do you think I could do? Anything. Find the man who's going to kill me. I'll pay whatever you say. Look, Andrews, it isn't a question of money. It's a question of looking through the well-known haystack for the equally well-known needle. I wouldn't know where to start. Take my advice and take a chance on going to the police. Hire private detectives, anything. I can't, I can't. Please, Holiday, help me. Good heavens, you'd give help to a dog if it needed it. I I'm grasping at straws. I'm afraid to leave the house. I hire Torling as a bodyguard. But sooner or later, the man who's out to kill me will get to me. Please, Holiday, please. 
All right, Mr. Andrews. But if at any time I find things getting a little hot, I'll go to the police myself. That's the only way I'll make the deal. All right. All right, anything. Now, you paid Franklin. Franklin evidently knew someone who would be willing to pull a trigger or use a knife. But you have no idea who. None. Hmm. Then we've got to find a starting point. And the starting point is Benny Franklin. He's dead, man. He's dead. Very. But he must have left a family. Of course. The paper says something about his mother. I'll try to see her tomorrow morning. Tomorrow? Why not tonight? Because the police will be questioning her, watching her house. You'll have to wait until tomorrow. Then I'll see her. Well, I didn't like the setup. Andrews was a fool and obviously a psychopathic case. But he was in trouble. So the next morning, I saw Franklin's mother. Can't tell anybody anything else. I told all I knew. To the police? Yes. Yes, to the police. A hundred times. My my boy's gone. What good is all this? I'm not the police, Mrs. Franklin. Then why do you want to know about Benny? Maybe I'm a friend of his. I don't know you. I never saw you before. Look, Benny once did me a favor. Call me a friend of his for that. I don't know your name. It's Holiday, Dan Holiday. Where did Benny know you? Well, let's not talk about that. What I want to know is, what did you tell the police? Everything I could. What was that? What do you expect me to tell you? I don't know. Maybe who his friends were or weren't? He was killed. He was killed by somebody who hated him. There was a man named Scott. Scott? Did you ever see him? No. I told the police. Benny saw him often. He always went out to meet him. Why? I don't know. Was there anyone else? No one I knew. Benny never brought his friends here. No, I guess he wouldn't. Now, Mrs. Franklin, did your son recently come into, well, a pretty good sum of money? Money? (laughs) He always had plenty of money. I never took any of it. I wouldn't touch any of it. No, of course not. What would he tell you if he came in to, say, $25,000? No, he wouldn't tell me. Why are you asking that? I have my reasons, Mrs. Franklin. Maybe if we knew he had the money and if we could find out if he gave it to anyone, we might be able to learn who killed him. Don't you want to see his murder caught? I don't know. He was your son? Yes. My son, I... I was ashamed of him for what he was, but I loved him. Yes, I know. But think, Mrs. Franklin, did he have that much money recently? No. No, I don't think he did. You're sure of that? When he had money, he spent it all at once. Then if he'd had as much as $25,000 recently, he'd he'd have put on quite a show, huh? Yes. Yes, yes. But what good is this? I don't know yet. And you can't tell me anything more about this, Scott. Well, Benny went to meet him the night he was killed. All right, Mrs. Franklin, it's all for now. Thank you. What are you going to do? Look for a man named Scott who has suddenly come into $25,000. That was all. Look for a man named Scott who had a lot of money. A killer would make himself hard to catch. Well, the starting place was one of Benny Franklin's favorite places. Then another, then another. Then finally in the bar of a little cocktail lounge. Yes, sir. I do for you. Quite a bit, I hope. Huh? What'd you say? Look, uh, my name's Holiday. I'm a writer, and I thought perhaps you could help me out. 
Oh, you want me to write something for you? Oh, no, no. But I'm interested in Benny Franklin's case. Oh, uh, so? Yeah, he, uh, he came here quite a lot, didn't he? Well, lots of people do. Mm-hmm. But Franklin came here more than lots of people. Maybe. Can you tell me anything about him? Mr. Holliday, there's something like five newspapers in this city. Pick up any one of them and read all about Benny Franklin. That's not the kind of stuff I want. Well, that's the only kind of stuff you get. Even for this? You could buy a lot of newspapers for that 50. But not a lot of information. What makes you think I can give you any? This 50. What you want to know? Anything you can tell me. Well, I heard that Benny Franklin wasn't the big boy in the gambling outfit. Oh, you sure? That's what I hear. Also, that there was a lot of talk around that Benny was getting too big. I see. But I'm not interested in that part of the story. What you mean? I want to know about a man named Scott. Don't know him. You never heard of him, huh? I... No. Who is he? Where is he? I don't know. I don't know nothing about that. Scott's a trigger man, isn't he? A killer. Uh... <laughs> Does that make you hysterical? Well, yeah. Kind of. But I'll tell you something, Mr. Holliday. Go ahead. You've got $75 to fill up. <laughs> sure. Well, you're looking for a guy named Scott. That's right. But you ain't gonna find him, ever. What? I'll tell you. And it's all I'll tell you. And then you leave here, Mr. Holliday. All right, go ahead. You ain't gonna find a guy named Scott because there just ain't a guy named Scott. And now, back to Killer at Large, another Box 13 adventure with Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. So, there wasn't anyone named Scott. I didn't believe the bartender in that cocktail lounge. I didn't believe him because Franklin's mother had told me Scott saw a lot of Benny. But maybe Mrs. Franklin could be mistaken. I went home and thought it over. The more I thought, the less sensitive. According to the bartender, I was looking for a man who didn't exist. According to Simon Andrews, I was looking for a man who was going to kill him. Later that night, I decided to pay Mr. Andrews a visit. I was leaving my apartment building when... Don't turn around. Just keep walking, Holiday. What? Just keep walking, I said. What's the idea? Turn in the alleyway. Go on. It's good enough. Now face the wall of the building with your hands up. Way up. How's this for size? Shut up and stay shut up. You got no gun. Everybody seems surprised at that. Maybe I should carry a few guns to keep people happy. Could be healthier for you. Now, why were you asking for Scott? How do you know I was? I got friends. Lieutenant Barr? Could be. Come on, Holiday. Why were you asking about Scott? I have an uncontrollable curiosity about men having that name. I collect them. I want to have to do that again, Holiday, and I want good answers. That's the kind I don't have. Now, maybe you'll tell me who you are. I could be Scott. Yeah, I had that idea when you asked me to go for a walk with you. Who sent you to that cocktail lounge? No one. I said I want good answers. I gave you one. No one sent me to that bar. You just happened to go in and ask about Scott. That's practically it. Who told you about him in the first place? Franklin's mother. You're a liar. All right, I'm a liar. Who might argue with a gun? Turn around. 
Well? Add a minute. I want to get a good look at your face. Do I look any better by matchlight? i never seen you before. I wish you never had. Who got you in town? Who did what? Come on, come on. You ain't one of the mob. You know. Well, I'm getting old. You ain't got a gun. What's your pitch? You know, I think we're going at this the wrong way. We're asking each other questions. Suppose we just settle down to a couple of true confessions. Where are you from? Why? I don't know what this pitch is, but... Who sent you out to get me? Get you? Yeah, you come in to put the finger on me. And I didn't come in here alone. Look behind you. What? All right, stand still. Oh, don't. Please don't. My, my, what a big difference a gun makes, depending on who holds it. Now, who are you? My name is Nicky. Last name Scott? No. Would you like to be caressed with your own gun? No, no, please. Please tell Scott I won't do it anymore. Please give me a break this time. I'll get out of town. I'll do anything, but let me go. Did you say I should tell Scott? Sure. I was just going to put the bite on him once, just enough to set me up, and then I was going to blow town. Honest, tell him that. Turn around. Face the wall with your hands up. Sure. Now, let's see what trinkets you're loaded with. It's just a letter. Uh-huh. What are you going to do now? Well, since you invited me for a walk and I didn't really want to go, I think I'd better turn you over to the police. Oh, no, you won't. Stop, come back here. What's the matter? Nothing, ma'am, nothing at all. Just a friendly game of tag. What? And I'm it. My charming vis-a-vis disappeared into the night and left me holding the bag. And the bag in this case was a letter. At first, I didn't pay any attention to it. Later, I looked at the address on it, thinking it would clear up some of this puzzle for me. And did it? <laughs> Everything got worse. So I decided to go and see Mr. Simon Andrews. Back again, Mr. Holliday? Well, Mr. Tolling, still the faithful watchdog? Let's go in. Go ahead. Where's Andrews? Same place he was last night. This way. Holiday's back, Mr. Andrews. Holiday, come in. Come in. Torling, get back to your post. Yes, sir. Well, Holiday. Well, Mr. Andrews. For heaven's sake, man, don't just stand there. What happened? Where were you? Did you learn anything? Which question do you want answered first? Stop it. What are you trying to do? I'm sorry. Mr. Andrews, what do you know about a man named Scott? 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 Name means nothing. Nothing at all? No. I think Scott is the man we're looking for. The same Scott who might have killed Benny Franklin. Scott killed Franklin? But but why? Could be for your $25,000. I don't understand. Put it this way. You went to Franklin, hired a killer. Franklin got in touch with the invisible Mr. Scott. Maybe Franklin tried to hold out on Scott, and being a man of very, very short temper, Mr. Scott erased Franklin. Did you find him? I don't know. What do you know? Just a minute, Andrews. I'm in this game on a rain check. Don't shout at me or I'll go back to the bench. I... I'm sorry, Holiday, but you did learn something. Do you know a man about 30, medium height, dark hair and eyes, small mustache, little scar over his right eye? No. No, I don't. Well, he knows you. Because he had a letter for you. Here. What's this? Like I said, it's a letter. But what's in it? I don't like to be trite about this, but you could open it, you know. Oh, of course. 
Well? Look. Read it. You've got until midnight tomorrow. Midnight tomorrow? The letter's not signed. It doesn't have to be holiday. It, it, it's from the killer. Why should he send you a letter? Torturing me. That could be. Why didn't you turn that, that Nicky over to the police? Why didn't you do something? What's your suggestion, Andrews? You put yourself in this hole, now climb out of it. I'm pulling out. Oh, no, 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 please. You're the only man who knows who's after me. Please, Holiday. Money's no object. Just find that man. How? You saw him. Only once. Yes, but you know what he looks like. Look, let's turn this whole thing over to the police. Let them find him. I can't. I told you before, I can't. Holiday, make one more try. Just one more. And spend the rest of my life without my head? Well, take, take toiling with you. And what about you? Oh, I didn't think of that. Oh, Mr. Andrews, you didn't think of a lot of things. One of them was how stupid can you be? I know, but will you help? On one condition. What's that? You paid $25,000 to have yourself killed. Probably because you couldn't take your own life. You wanted a thrill. Okay, you got it. You paid $25,000 for it. Now I'll pay $50,000. What? I got a check for $50,000 payable to any charity I name. I... That's the only condition? The only one under which I'll try to find the man. All right. I'll do it. I'll write it immediately. Good. Oh, and Mr. Andrews. What? The check had better be honored, or I won't go through with this. I swear I'll honor it. Take it with you. Here. Deposit it first thing in the morning. Okay. Now, what are you going to do? To find Mr. Scott. Find Mr. Scott. Oh, it sounded so easy. So I did the only thing I could. I went back to the little cocktail lounge and the same bartender. Yes, sir. What can I... Oh, you. Hello. Well, what do you want now? I'm looking for Nicky. Nicky? Yeah, Nicky. You know him? I don't know nobody named Nicky. You didn't know a man named Scott either. I don't. We'll pass that. But I want to find Nicky. Well, even if I knew a Nicky, why should I tell you anything? Because Nicky is due to get killed. Uh, killed? That's it. I don't believe you, mister. You've got to. A man named Scott is after Nicky. I want to warn him. There ain't nobody named Scott. Nobody you care to admit you know. But there is a Scott and he's after Nicky. You... You're on the level? Yes, I am. Okay. You'll find Nicky where he lives. 654 South Rogers. Oh, one more thing. Is Nicky mixed up in that gambling syndicate? I answered your question. The only one I'm going to answer. Now you get out of here. Get out before the roof falls in on me. Well, I was playing a hunch and playing it all the way through. I went to the address the bartender gave me, walked up the stairs, and came to a door that had Nicky's name on it. I started to knock. The door was open just a little. I pushed it all the way open and went in. I stood in the dark for a moment and walked toward a window. I stumbled over something on the floor. I lighted a match. Nicky. Nicky. He's real dead, Holiday. Real dead. Talling. Mm-hmm. Talling. Scott. Oh, have it your own way. You know, I thought you were never going to get here. What are you doing here? Where's Andrews? Give me that check he gave you. You killed Nicky. Good guess, Holiday. Hand me that check. Okay, here. Thanks. Now, Mr. Holiday, you're going to be very sorry you came here. Am I? Oh. 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 Tolling. 
calling. Thank you, Mr. Holliday. Andrews. Quite a gathering, isn't it? Nicky, Torling, you? Good evening, Mr. Scott. Oh, you guessed, eh? No, I figured it out. Well, I'm sorry. I haven't got time to listen to it. My shot must have attracted attention. Three men killed. You do all right. Franklin for trying to take over the gambling syndicate. Nicky for trying to blackmail you because he knew you killed Franklin. And Torling because I didn't trust him. I sent him here to kill Nicky. But I thought the check you had from me would prove too much for his loyalty. I must go now, Holiday. Thanks for finding Nicky for me. I had no idea who was blackmailing me. So you used me for our patsy, cooked up that story. Certainly. One of my boys would have been recognized. But you're a stranger. Understand? And I've got news for you, Mr. Scott. The police will be looking for Andrews. You. The higher up in the gambling ring. The man who kept out of sight. <laughs> looking for me? That's right. Because you slipped. Listen. You see, I made a phone call to the police. That's why they're coming. Not because anyone heard your shot, but because I called them. Bluff. Oh, no. When I went to see you with that letter, I only described Nicky. I never mentioned his name, but you did. You said Nicky. You... You... Look out, he's got a gun. Look out for him. You, you got your $25,000 worth, Mr. Andrews. Gee, Mr. Holliday, you certainly were smart to figure that out. Hmm. Ever play poker, Susie? Is it like gin rummy? No, not quite. But if you've ever played, you'll know how good it feels to draw to an inside straight and make it. I don't get it. Well, Susie, the police are not coming for Andrews. They were out on a call to stop a fight. Huh? Sure, I didn't think of that Nicky routine until I was talking with Andrews. But you said you called the police. Oh, uh, I say a lot of things. Susie, a man has to say a lot of things when he's looking at his own tombstone. <gasps> Do you mean to tell me that awful man actually brought your tombstone along? And I... What? <laughs> Good night, Susie. Next week, same time, through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures, Alan Ladd again stars as Dan Holliday in Box 13. Box 13 is directed by Richard Sandville, and this week's original story was written by Russell Hughes. Original music is composed and conducted by Rudy Schrager. Part of Susie is played by Sylvia Picker, and production is supervised by Vern Carstensen. Box 13 is a Mayfair production from Hollywood. Watch for Alan Ladd and his latest Paramount picture. Adventures of the Saint, starring Tom Conway. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio. 
starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Tom Conway as The Saint. Mind if I sit down here, mister? Huh? No, no, I don't mind. Thanks. Usually I get a little more enthusiasm than that. What? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're a good-looking babe. Oh, you're just saying that to be sociable, mister. Mr. Uh, what? The name's Doyle. Lola's mine. Um, how's the chicken tonight, Mr. Doyle? It's, it's okay. How would you know? You haven't touched it. Being on a train kind of spoils my appetite. So that's what's spoiling your appetite. Sure. What else? I wouldn't know. Uh, Mr. Doyle, who's paying for my dinner, me or you? Well, <laughs> now that I take a good look, I'd be glad to buy your dinner. Oh, good thing I'm not the demure type. Restrain your joy and hand me that menu, huh? Sure. Thanks. Yeah. And button your jacket, your gun's showing. I want some information. Listen, I want to know if the Chicago Limited's on time. Mm-hmm. Can I pass them through town here? Yeah, thanks. Well? On the dot, Mitch, 2.30 in the a.m. Hmm. It's a little past 11 now. That train stops here for 10 minutes. That ain't an awful long time, Colonel. It's long enough. Maybe. I want another train. You don't need it. I hope Doyle's enjoying his train ride. I wouldn't know. You think he'd be glad to see us, Mitch? I want another drink. Yeah, you know something? I think he'll be so happy that uh, it's just liable to kill him. Oh, I'm closed for the night. I've gone out of business. Oh, I'll hate you in the morning. Okay, just a second, I... Mr. Templer? Yes, and the hour is midnight, and I'm about to go to sleep. You look very nice. Oh, you must say that to all the boys whose bells you ring. I'm not working my way through college, Simon. No. Uh, from where I stand, I'd say you'd uh, graduate. From where I stand, I'm getting tired of standing. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Come in. Come in. It's um, a little late to begin a beautiful friendship. I'm frightened. Your eyes tell me that. And uh, they're very beautiful. You know a lot about women, don't you? Uh, not as much as I'd like. I'm married to Jimmy Doyle. Doyle? Uh, I don't know him. I want you to meet him tonight. So uh, I can be frightened, too? He's coming into town in the Chicago Limited in a few hours. Oh, you uh, want me to bring him flowers? I want you to see that he gets home. Alive. Well, the uh, police do fairly well at that kind of thing. I can't go to them. Oh, you're afraid to. Why? He would kill me if he found out. I see where is home? 49 Marble Avenue. And I'm to see that he gets there alive? You uh, haven't told me why he might not. Nor do you intend to. Why should I bother, Mrs. Doyle? Perhaps because I'm lonely and afraid. Perhaps because I'd like you to call me Madge. Hmm. Simon, I've no one else to go to. All right. I'll meet his train. When's it due? Five in the morning. Five hours to go, then. I'll go home now. Oh. Knowing that you're taking care of things, Simon. I might even be able to sleep. 
Pleasant dreams, Madge. Another drink, Laura? <laughs> what are you trying to do, launch me? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be that way, baby. I'm drinking right along with you. Right now, I'd say you were a couple of blocks in front of me. <laughs> hey, what time is it, anyway? It's, uh, let me see. Yeah, uh, 2.30 almost. <laughs> Early hours, baby. <laughs> hey, wow. don't tell me the train's running out of gas. That's disgraceful. That's what it is. Nah, just a whistle stop. Who's talking about whistling? I said it was a whistle stop. Nothing personal. Oh. It's awful oh. dark out. Do you think somebody lives in these towns? I knew a fellow once. Lived in a small town. <laughs> yeah. He was a dope. What did you see out of the window? A couple of people getting off. Some waiting to get <gasps> Hey, who you throwing your whiskey at? I didn't throw it. It slipped out of my hand. That's, uh... Yeah. Then why is your hand shaking? I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> You're scared. Now, look, look, let, let's get out of this club car. Too many people. Okay, anything you say. Yeah, too many people. <laughs> it yeah. is kind of a switch. The girl's seeing the fellow home. Yeah, funny. <laughs> then why didn't you laugh? Hey! Somebody pulling the train out from under me. Right, just hold on to me, will you please? Mm -hmm. They're just switching engines. They ought to fasten these trains down, brother. Yeah, this here's my car. The compartment is right along here. Oh, aren't you fancy? I just got a lower berth. Yeah. Well, I'll be seeing. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on in, will you? Well, a girl's got to be careful of her reputation. Nobody around but you. Yeah, well, so... Please come in. We'll, we'll gab a while, huh? Well, that's better. Okay, give me your arm. Right, here. It's kind of dark in here. Why don't you put a light on? Hey, Templar. Huh? Oh, Lieutenant Flynn. Hello, Templar. What are you doing here? Is there a law against lurking on station platforms? Don't tell the commissioner. You meaning the train? Uh, it's easy to see why they made you a lieutenant. Well, thanks very much. Uh. Friend of yours coming in on the limited? Uh, that's um, hard to say. Translated, you mean you're not saying. Why are you here? I'm crazy about trains. Oh. Also, the department got a wire. Seems somebody on that train wasn't a very good traveler. Oh? Seems he died en route. Uh, train sickness can be overdone, huh? Wasn't exactly train sickness. What was the name of the man you were meeting again? I didn't say it was a man. Now, this fellow stopped a couple of bullets in the worst possible place. Oh? Are there any good places to stop bullets? You're not too busy, Templar. When the train pulls in, maybe you'd like to climb aboard with me. Mm -hmm. Take a look at the fellow I'm talking about. Oh, I might not be too busy. What's his name? Doyle. Jimmy Doyle. Didn't improve his appearance. The bullets, I mean. Whoever shot him didn't have a beauty treatment in mind. You know him, Templar? Uh, his name is Doyle. Jimmy Doyle. Isn't that what you told me? You fence very nice. When did he die? Close as the medical examiner just figured it. He must have been shot around two or three in the morning. Well, it's nice to know he died in a private compartment. 
Whoever shot him had fun ripping the place up. He could have been looking for something. Wonder what? Yes, I'm wondering too, Lieutenant. Nice to have company. Could have been diamonds, though. Doyle collected them? I hate to tell you this, but he was a bad boy. He stole them. Oh, for shame. In Chicago. He and a couple of other bad boys. One of whom uh, wore glasses? How do you know that? Not much of a guess, Lieutenant. This is what I just picked up off the floor. Looks like a tiny hunk of crumbled tissue to it me. It came out of a sight saver package, Lieutenant. That tissue was used to wipe a pair of glasses. Let me have it. Thanks. Mm-hmm. One of the bad boys who pitched in on the Chicago deal with Doyle is a man named Kerner. The important point at the moment being, he wears glasses. Well, that tissue is mildly flimsy as evidence, but it uh, helps your thinking, huh? You don't know. Nobody heard the shots? When Doyle was killed? Nah, it's noisy on the train. It may mm. have been going through a tunnel at the time. Well, it's been fun, Lieutenant, but... Uh, it I... would be even more fun, Templar. Oh? If you would uh, let me introduce you to Lola. And who is Lola? The kind of girl your mother wouldn't have liked. Well, since I'm not my mother, some other time perhaps, but may I... May not have... be another time. We're booking her on suspicion of murder. She wear glasses? Mm-hmm. And the men do make passes. You're being too kind to me. She and Doyle were lapping up firewater all evening. She went with him to his compartment, this one. Claimed she chatted with him for a while, then went to her own berth. Nobody saw her at the important times, though. Too bad. It's only suspicion of murder. Walter's been chummy with lots of crooks, especially jewel crooks. Hmm? Sounds like a case. The only trouble is, whoever knocked off Doyle was after the diamonds. Lola doesn't have them on her. Lucky for Lola. Did the train stop anywhere on route? Jerkwater, a town named Hainesville, at two. Interesting. But I... I'd I... still like to have you talk to Lola. Why? You're prettier than I am. Oh, thank you. You might, uh, you might get something out of her. Furthermore, if you do, I'll stop wondering what brought you here. Oh, that does it. I couldn't bear to think of you staying up nights wondering. Lead me to her. We're keeping her in compartment C, a couple of doors down from here. Keep her company. We've got to search everybody on the train. Oh, aren't you going to introduce me? <laughs> Just smile at her. Oh, I'll do my best. Well, remember, the last guy who was alone with her wound up dead. How long do we have to hole up in this room? Not long. You'd just be glad you're off of that train. Yeah. You know, I never did like cops. But one thing you got to give them credit for. They know how to search a man. For a while back there, I wasn't sure they were going to leave the skin on me. Hey, what's the matter, Mitch? I, uh, I'm wondering where the stones are, Colonel. Yeah, yeah, so am I. They weren't in that compartment. We tore it apart. Couldn't find them. I didn't. Oh, now, wait a minute, Mitch. You were with me all the time. Sure, we got on the train. But according to what the cops were throwing at us, somebody visited Doyle while you and me split up. Locating our berths. Yeah, but we had to take berths in different cars. We'd have been spotted too easy if we hadn't. Sure. Sure, except with the way it worked out, you could have got to Doyle's compartment before his body was found. You could have shot him. And ditch the stone something. Yeah, so my friend could you. Would I bring it up if I... You might, you might. Just to make sure that I didn't. Now, look, Mitch, there's one thing we know. Neither of us has got the stones on us now, no matter who killed Doyle. So? So do you care who killed him? I care about the stones. All right, then let's start using our heads, huh? Doyle reached the station in Chicago with the stones. We figured he'd have them with him all the time. But maybe he arranged to have them reach New York separate from himself. Yeah. Yes. All right, now, I got an idea of where in New York those stones would have to wind up if that's what Doyle did. And that's where? That's Doyle's home. So, uh, 
Why don't we drop in on Mrs. Doyle and tell her the sad news? Yeah. Yeah, that way we get a seat on the inside. Yeah, where we sit and wait for comfort. <laughs> Good evening, Lola. Or should it be, uh, good morning? Go away. I want everyone to go away and drop dead. But you haven't even met me. I'm uh, Simon Templer, Lola. You can drop dead, too. Wait. Simon Templer? That's right. It's Santa. That's all a girl in my condition needs. Go. Oh, Lola. What? Lieutenant Flynn told me to smile. I'm, uh, smiling. Dr. West is he proud of Oh, I don't know. He just gives me the brush every morning. You're funny. Sit down. Thank you. But sit down slow. I don't want you shaking the train. Well, I'll be careful. Oh, this train shakes awful easy. Or it could be I have a hangover. Oh, were you uh, drinking last night? I was drinking. Well, a, a hangover seems plausible then. Oh, I can think of a lot better words for it than that. For example... Uh, Lola. Yeah? You're in trouble. Huh? What are you doing? Practicing to be Sir Galahad? Not exactly. Because I'm... if you are, you're wasting your time. Lola, about Doyle. Don't mention him. I can see his face right now. Half blown up. That's a fairly accurate description. Would you mind leaving me and my hangover alone? But according to what you told the police, you left him in his compartment alive. No, oh, no. Then how do you know what his face looked like? Dead. Get out of here. That won't help much. Did you kill Doyle? You don't look like my diary. Go away. Did you kill Doyle? No. You believe me? I can't tell as yet. You were after his diamonds, weren't you? It's possible, but I'm not answering that one. How did you know what his face looked like after he'd been shot? All right, you got me on that. I didn't spill to the cops because I figured I didn't have to. All right, now it's different. I went with Doyle to his compartment. We were both kind of on the trunk side, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've been there. Well, anyway, he was drunker than me, so I, I thought maybe I could pick up a few carrots, you know? Mm, I think so, yes. So he walked into his compartment. It's dark in there. The first thing that happens is the dog gets shot. and Somebody hits me on the head before I can get a good-sized scream out. You didn't see who it was? No, no. When I came to, I was dead. The compartment had been turned upside down, and I felt rotten. I went away from there fast. That lower berth looked just like home. You could be telling the truth. Lean over. What are you going to do? Ouch! Hey! There is a bruise on your head. Well, that's true. One of two things. Either that your story is true or that you were clever enough to acquire that bump all by yourself. It's not the kind of thing I like to go around acquiring. Well, I don't know if the police will hold you. I suspect they won't. If they do release you... Yeah. I'd advise you to be very careful. Avoid diamonds. They're beautiful, but they might be the death of you. <laughs> Mrs. Doyle. Kerner. Kerner and Mitch. Do you mind if we come in? I... You don't mind. Uh, she looks all broken up by grief, don't she, Mitch? All broken up. She had a new routine. Yeah, she don't sound like a new widow at all. Did you say new widow? Oh, don't tell me you didn't know. Didn't the cops get in touch with you? About what? I guess they didn't. I guess maybe Doyle didn't bother keeping him posted about his home address. Will you tell me what happened, Clean? Sure. Somebody took a sudden dislike to your husband. So you're a widow. When? Two o'clock this morning. He was on a train. People die on trains, too. 
You said the police. Yeah, he was murdered, Mrs. Doyle. He isn't bringing home the bacon. Would you mind leaving? But uh, somebody else may bring it around. Oh, we like bacon. I will... We'll just have to put up with this for a while. Uh, Mitch, take a look around. See if there's any other entrance to the apartment. Okay. What do you want of me? Well, Mitch and I figure that you're going to have a visitor soon. We want to be in on the welcoming committee, and we ought to figure that uh, it should be a very warm welcome. <laughs> Aren't police stations attractive? Well, uh, they're useful. I guess I have you to thank for being able to walk out of there. No, forget it. Unless, of course, you really kill Doyle. I'd never kill a man. Why not? I like him. Now, you might like diamonds even more. I might, but I don't. Well, it's uh, been nice meeting you, Lola, but I have... A diamond? Why are you in such a hurry? Oh, I've got a special date. Oh, who is? A widow. What's so special about a widow? I just want to see if she's married. Hey, Kerner. Yeah? Time's passing. We got locked to the back doors bolted, and all we gotta do. All right, there it is, Grandpa. I got my hand across the mouth. You'll be quiet. Okay, we kill the lights and wait. Door's unlocked, and after a while, Junior out there is going to get impatient. We'll try the handle, find that the door is open, and walk right in the. This shouldn't take very long. Madge, put the lights on. You had a glass drawer. Oh, Simon, I'm so glad. Oh, glad. So am I. But when you rang the bell, I was terrified. And then when the door opened, you weren't there. Well, you took too long answering the doorbell. I thought maybe something might be wrong, so I kicked the door open and ducked her aside until the fireworks stopped. This gentleman with the glasses here... That's Kerner. Hmm. No one's going to make passes at him either, except the coroner. He's dead. The others... Mitch. Yes. He'll recover. Hmm. Kerner was near the door. Mitch fired. The gun's lying on the floor near him, and he hit Kerner instead of me. A very pleasant error. Simon. They told me Jimmy is dead. He is. He was killed, wasn't he? Yes. Why? He was carrying a tidy parcel of stolen diamonds. Kerner and Mitch were trying to remove them from him. Apparently, they'd helped in the original theft. Oh. So they came here to wait for... Whom? Not for Jimmy. They knew he was dead. Then they... I think you could use a drink, and not a soft one at that. Where can I find this? Uh... In the kitchen. Come on. Jimmy kept everything in the... Time. Door. Bolted. I'm going to make it easier for our unknown friend outside. Get over to a side match in case he's now trying bullets. Hello, Lola. Come in and shut the door behind you. Simon, I'll... I'll do it then. Lend me your bag, Lola. Well, you mustn't think I... I won't. Till later. Mm-hmm. No gun? Of course not. Oh, you may have your bag back. You also may have uh, dropped the gun someplace else. Uh, Madge, this is a lady named Lola. Lola, Mrs. Doyle. Who is she, Simon? 
A girl with a lower berth who strayed into the wrong compartment. Let's go into the living room. Simon, I came here because I was afraid for you. Or for the diamond? No, it wasn't that. I... Is the object on the floor bothering you? <gasps> Only one of them's dead. This one. Uh, Mr. Kerner. Nothing interesting in his pocket. As for Mitch... But Simon, he wouldn't have the jewel. Let's say he shouldn't have. But he has. Look. Ring? Necklace? Simon. Yes, half a dozen pieces. The only question is, are they the things Doyle was bringing in from Chicago? Uh, where's your phone, Madge? Over there. Thanks. Uh, Mitch is starting to come to. One of you had better take that gun. I've got it. Hello, Lieutenant Lindsay. Uh, point that gun at Mitch. I am. Huh? If he acts up, don't be delicate. I won't. When I think of how he made Jimmy look at me. Flynn, Simon Templer, uh, would you mind reading off a list of the stolen jewels Doyle was supposed to have on him? That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fine. Oh, no, Lieutenant. Not intellectual curiosity, you see. I have exactly those jewels with me. Not to mention a corpse and a killer. The address is 49 Marble Avenue, apartment C. Uh, and, oh, uh, Lieutenant... Don't hurry. I'm having fun. Then the jewels you found on Mitch... Are part of the Chicago loot, yes. Uh, only one thing bothered me. What's that? Madge, Mitch couldn't have shot Kerner. The angle's wrong. The angle? Yes. Besides, why should either of them have uh, started shooting? They didn't know who would be coming through the door. Simon, I didn't want to get involved, but I shot Kerner. Mitch was holding his hand over my mouth. I had a hand free... I didn't want them to kill you, Simon. Uh, we're in uh, unanimous agreement on that. As for Lola, I... I don't like the way you're looking at me. Oh, you and Madge standing side by side. A, a very pretty picture. Don't talk to me about pictures. They got frames around them. You just said the stuff you found on Mitch is part of the stuff Doyle had with him on the train. That's right. Well, that proves Mitch killed Doyle and stole the diamonds. No. It merely proves that the diamonds were not on the train. What? Look... I never even got through high school. For me, you have to make it a lot simpler. Well, I'll be glad to. Everyone who walked off the train this morning was thoroughly searched. No one could have got away with the jewels. Therefore, the jewels weren't on the train. Not when it reached New York, that is. Well, since I know what you mean, Simon. Yes, probably because you got through high school, Madge. However, where does that leave us? It leaves us with a stop the train made at around 2 o'clock in the morning at a small town named Haynesville. I remember that. That's where Kerner and Mitch got on. Doyle saw them. He got scared. So that means they got to be the ones who killed him. It uh, means something else, Lola. It means that other people could have got on the train at Hainesville, too. You mean someone else is involved? Someone we don't know about? No. Then you'd have searched these other people you mentioned in New York. The stopover at Hainesville was um, how long, Lola? Around well, ten minutes. They switch engines there. Which means that someone could have got aboard the train, shot Doyle, taken the diamonds, and then got off the train at Hainesville. But who could have done that, Simon? You, Madge. Oh, that's ridiculous. I was... You saw me at midnight, did a very pretty song and dance, and then left. You then took a plane to Hainesville, met the train, and your husband there killed him, and flew back to New York. No, I... Oh, it'll be easy to trace the plane, Madge. If anyone thinks of it. I have. It makes you think I'll let you pass those thoughts on. Uh, you won't be able to help yourself. True, you've uh, a gun. 
but you've already killed two men. Uh, Lola doesn't approve of killing men. Lola. I got it. Oh, quick, yes. Simon. You better let me have that gun. Thank you. You. Better you save are... it for a jury, Madge, because you'll be seeing one. <laughs> You have been listening to another transcribed adventure of The Saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. And now here is our star, Tom Conway. Ladies and gentlemen, democracy demands an active faith, a dynamic struggle against the fanatics who would destroy our national unity with a poisonous prejudice. We must protect ourselves and our families against prejudice by accepting or rejecting people on their individual wealth by refusing to listen to or spread rumors against a race or religion, by speaking up wherever we are against prejudice and for understanding. Remember, freedom and prejudice cannot exist side by side. If we choose freedom, we must fight prejudice. This is Tom Conway inviting you to join us again next week at the same time for Another exciting adventure of the saints. Good night. of the saint was written by Louis Vitti. In our cast, you heard Gloria Blondell as Lola and Joyce McCluskey as Mad. Paul Richards and Peter Leeds played Turner and Mitch. Shepard Mencken was Doyle and Ken Christie, Lieutenant Flynn. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James L. Sassier production and is directed by Helen Mack. Tom Conway is soon to be seen in the Warner Brothers production of Gold Diggers in Las Vegas. All you Saint fans will be glad to know that the Saint comic books are on sale at all newsstands. Your announcer, Don Rickles. is NBC, the national broadcasting company. That's it for the Relic Radio Show for this week. You can find more from Box 13, The Saint, this podcast, and all of the other Relic Radio podcasts at the website relicradio.com. There's a shoutcast stream up and running there as well. Lots to listen to, all for free, thanks to your support. If you'd like to help out, visit donate.relicradio.com or click on one of the links on the website. Your support makes it all happen. Thank you, as always, to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me this week. Be back next Tuesday with another episode of the Relic Radio Show.